And I just want to put this out there for you now. If you're ever cooking meatloaf and Linda's anywhere around the truck stop, (laughs) she's probably going to come over and skis the food from you. I mean, how could I not? Putting that out there. Welcome to Beyond the Rig. Real, authentic, and driver-focused. All things trucking. This is Beyond the Rig. Here are your hosts, Linda Dominey and Will Phipps. Welcome back to uh, Beyond the Rig. Yeah, I'm Will. <laughs> and I'm Linda. So it's been an eventful week. Uh, I always like to say, hey, I had an exciting week for everybody out there listening. My back is broken. And uh, I'm sure everybody's wondering why. So I'm wondering I why. I just purchased this sun blowing machine. So up in the Northeast, they have like a Wait, snow- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What is a sun blowing machine? I've so never you, heard of such a thing. So yeah, you can order like a snow blowing machine. Yeah. Where they get out there and they're shoveling snow. Out here in Arizona, I decided to get on and order a sun-blowing machine because my back was broke just shoveling sunshine out here. And it's <laughs> it's a very hard task. So I'm with you now. Absolutely. I'm with you. It so is I had to task. improvise and, and order something to make my life easier. And how's that going for you? It's going really well. I have, you know what? I had a little rain in this morning, so can you bring some more sun? Because quit shoveling. I'll, I'll pass it on. I'll pass it on to you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if you know, but I took my car out, and guess what? It got dirty. Yeah, if you ever want it to rain, have me wash my car. And it's a given. It's a given. It will I rain know. dirt. <laughs> it rains dirt. Um, today on our show, we have a very special guest. Her name is Marsha. Marsha um, is the proud new um, recipient of the Fleet of Heroes truck. It's our third truck. And she's here today to talk to us about her experience and transitions through from the military, through trucking, from women's and trucking, all kinds of information. So welcome. Thank you, Linda. Great to be here treat <laughs> so I noticed right away as soon as you walked in all of the pins on your of course um lanyard which is incredible I'm so happy you you wore them I have a lanyard too and I'm surprised Will you don't have yours on normally he does mine weighed too much it had you would be kind of hunched over <laughs> yeah I need to I, I've got a second one because I'm I'm gonna you know collect more and there's some drivers that have collected a lot more so uh, even as more than I have. So so for those in the audience who do not know what the pen program is, we have um, collectors pens where you can get pens from different terminals, and you can trade pens with other drivers. You can trade pens with office personnel. You also um, have to do things in order to get pens. For example. Um, you have the We Got Your Six pin on you, yeah. um, and that is for the military. So you obviously have yeah. to have served in the military in order to get that particular pin. Mm-hmm. The one below that is um, and from last year for the essential worker, and all of, all of our truck drivers are essential workers, mm-hmm. and so that's where that pin comes from. So, yeah, but that's pretty cool. So, and we got to get you the new, um, or the old, I should say, the army pin. Okay. Um, sure. Ivan, if you're listening, or Lydia, um, <laughs> please, please, please get the army pin for Marsha so when she comes back home, she can receive that pin. 
If I had the Army pin, I would give it to you, but I am not um, a military veteran, although I'm a spouse of a military veteran, so I do not have the military pens because those are for only veterans. Okay. And for those of you that cannot see what she's talking about, it'll be posted on our social media pages as well for you to view the pins. Correct. So... Uh, my first question for you is, um, I know you were in the service. How long were you in the service for? Uh, I did four years. So four years Army. Mm-hmm. Active duty Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so to go from Army to trucking, gosh, <laughs> tell me, how, how was that? Um, I, I Actually, that's not really too tough of a, of a transition. I mean, I, I drove Humvees, um, my MOS, my job in the Army, uh, all of our equipment was on the back of the uh, Humvees. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of uh, vehicle maintenance, you know. And, um, I mean, everything was on, on the Humvees. And so, um, you know, as far as being on the road a lot, you know, um, showering, going to the bathroom in different places, <laughs> living out of a backpack, sleeping, you know, uh, in a tent, Sometimes even, I mean, I've slept in a Humvee several times. And um, so um, not really a tough transition, I would say, to being on the road a lot. Um, you know, it's you get pretty resilient in the Army and, and you just, you know, um, take every day as it comes and meet every challenge as it, as it comes to you and um, get up the next day and say, bring it on. So... I guess as a, yeah. a big difference, um, as you're telling this story, I'm thinking, you know, you're sleeping in tents sometimes. Other times you sometimes. could be sleeping in a ditch. Um, you could be sleeping in the um, Humvee. And so yeah. I'm thinking, well, at least in the truck, you're always in a bed, right? Yeah. At the end of the night or the where, whenever, t- whatever time of the day that you're running, at least yeah. you can climb into a bunk. Yes, that is nice. You just walk a couple of steps and crash down on your pillow and... Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I've had people, you know, my, my friends back in El Paso and they're like, so do you like stay in a hotel every night? <laughs> no. <laughs> we hope you're not so, sleeping in a ditch if you have a bed <laughs> in your truck. No, I never, I wasn't combat arms. I never slept in a ditch. Um, uh, so I was pretty fortunate on that, but, uh, um, yeah, I kind of tell people it's like a mini RV, you know, without a bathroom. So True. that's how you know, people don't know, and if you're not in the industry, I'm like, yeah, there's a, I've got a bed, and and um, you know, I can plug in, plug in a slow cooker and boil some water if I want to, you know, and yeah, um, so that's that's interesting, you know, people outside of the outside of the game don't know, don't understand it, yeah. So you brought up the slow cooker. I'm curious, <laughs> what have you cooked on the uh, truck? <laughs> I don't, I don't cook a lot. Mm. Um, it's actually many. It's like an eight cup. Technically a rice cooker, but you, oh, know, yeah. you can cook something. Yeah. I don't cook a whole lot because I can tell you honestly, <clears throat> if you cook, then you got to clean it, right? Oh, that's true. And or that throw just, it away. That just, just takes time. But um, I've cooked a, like a mini pot roast in there. I've cooked some like chicken and rice and um, uh, I don't know, but not not too often. I know some other people will really like to have, have meals there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I've only been driving for a year, some pretty new drivers. That's why I got the small one. Um, uh, but I eat, uh, it, it's funny. I came on like right when COVID started, you know, I, uh, a year ago, um, 
And then Knight and Swift gave out all those driver supplies. Right. And I'm, it, if you're giving me something for free, I'm going to take advantage of that, you know. For sure. I got kids to raise and bills to pay and everything. So um, I got a lot of nuts. And so I eat a lot of nuts on the road, um, which is, I mean, it's a complete food. Good snack food. Where yeah. You're Very good snack food. And Absolutely. I don't know how many meals I've had that were a bag of nuts and like a bag of Cheez-Its, which... Doesn't sound super healthy, but <laughs> trust me, um, I understand. Or you could take aluminum foil and just throw it in your engine and let it cook while you're driving. Oh, oh well, my gosh. I don't right, know about you, that. You kind of got to do it Tennessee style sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a, a piece of advice. It makes me so happy that I can give you advice to a truck driver. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so a friend of mine, when she cooks, <clears throat> she, she taught me when she cooks in a crock pot at home, yeah. apparently there's these bags you stick I've the bag in the crock pot, yeah. you cook the food, and then when you're done, you take the bag out and throw it in the trash. I've you don't even those. have to clean the crock pot. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh. And I, I do have to say, as far as cooking, I just recently got, for Christmas, I got, I don't know if I can say the name brand, but it's a portable, okay, it's called the Patriot Power Blender. Um, and it's a little, like, two-cup blender, and you, I mean, it charges, um, like, through a USB, so it's, like, totally portable, you just hit the button, and so, um, you know, I've got some really good um, protein shakes that I have, and that's another quickie meal that you can do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you've had one of those 14-hour days and you're trying to get all your sleep, I just get up, mix up my smoothie, blend it up, and then I've got Off a healthy, go. yeah, healthy meal. Um, so I've really been enjoying that, especially, and that's um, that was fun. That was so I'm going to give a shout-out to Instant Pot. If you want to change your life forever, mm-hmm. get a six or eight quart. <laughs> I've mean, got, you can make yeah. everything in an Instant Pot. I have one of those at home. Um, so maybe I'll bring that in. I don't know. We'll see. I just, you know, like I said, I was a new driver, so I didn't know, like, everything that would fit in the truck. You know, oh, yeah. I tried to keep it small. Right. Um, but, but, you know, at the, um, you know, at the truck stops, they've got all the rewards programs. So, if you know, you fill up your diesel – True. And after those points add up, and then after a while, you got 10 or $20 um, worth of points. And then I look at the deals. You know, I'm a mom. I was, you know, familiar with couponing and budgeting and all that stuff. It's like, oh, okay, they've got a deal. Like, buy one, get one, 50 off for the sandwiches. And you can take yeah. advantage of that, use your points, and you haven't spent really any money. <clears throat> um, so if you're smart like that, you can get some. And Great. I just want to put this foods. out there for you now. If yeah. you're ever cooking meatloaf and Linda's anywhere around the truck stop, <laughs> she's probably going to come over and skis the food from you. So I mean, put, how could I not? Putting that out there. You're a meatloaf fan, huh? Well. <laughs> she's got stock at Flying J for their meatloaf. Oh, goodness. You're welcome, Flying J. If you haven't had it, you got to try it. I have had the meatloaf. You have? At Flying J in um, Odessa. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was pretty good. Was it, it was as good, good as Linda says? Don't kill and it for everybody. And the mashed potatoes. It was good. I'm good. telling okay. you. It was good. I was going to be Dude, disappointed if your it. opinion. You, yeah, okay. I mean, try it. And they All give right. you two, like, two pieces, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I try to watch my portions. Um, they, give, a, they do give you too much, but, but you, you can two. have it for lunch and dinner. There you go. Yeah, or dinner and then breakfast. Yeah. Because so. Linda was hyping it up. We didn't. It was kind of like Santa Claus when I'm you a, find I'm out. I'm going to back her up on yeah. that, man. They've got good okay. meatloaf. Yeah. All right. Your credibility stands, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I know we've kind of really gone way off topic. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm curious, you know, uh, with your experience as a, uh, 
in the military yeah. and now you're trying to, now you're a truck driver, you've got kids, yeah. um, you've got a husband. Uh-huh. How do you juggle? Well, um, gosh, I guess the way all the men have been juggling it for the last several centuries, you know, uh, you can't just, you just do it. Um, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was in the army active duty and then had a platoon romance um, just go right into this one. And, uh, yeah. and then I tell people I got promoted to wife and mommy. And so, um, so Aww. I was an army, army wife and, you know, I had a unique perspective cause I kind of knew exactly what I was getting into. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, my husband did another several years in the military before he got medically retired from, uh, combat injuries. And, um, how do I do it? Um, I just do it. Get up every day and I do my job. And, and um, uh, you know, I'm fortunate that uh, my husband, like I said, he's, he's retired. Um, so he's able to be at home with the kids, which has been great with the COVID and the, the you know, <coughs> distance learning and, and things like that. Um, but I, I feel really fortunate now um, that we've got all this technology um, you know, I could FaceTime with my kids every day if I want. Oh, true. And, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to communicate now, you know, the phone and text messaging and all that. And, um, so, um, so it's really, you know, you just get up and you do what you got to do. And, um, you know, um, actually one of the big, um, pushes for me to get, to go back and get a job, we found a, a really good school for my kids to go to. Oh, um, and so that that hiked our bills up a little bit, but um, yeah. so everything worked out really well. And I just uh, I love this job; it's great. You know, I love the traveling and and uh, and I uh, you know can bring my kids out one at a time, which um, is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, um, I'm a. Have I, they been on the truck? They have. Uh, what, what do they think? Yeah, yeah, they love it. You know, it's cool. You know. Uh, um, they, they love climbing up on that top bunk, <laughs> you know, that's like their thing. That's my top bunk, you know, and, that's uh, awesome. and, you know, just getting to see some sites and we've traveled around the country and visited family and friends and, you know, in the military, you know, you make friends and everybody moves away. And so then you, then you end up having friends in all parts of the world and all over the country. Right. And so that's, that's fun to call somebody up like, hey, uh, I'm rolling through Kansas tomorrow. What are you doing? And um, so it, so then you can take a, you know, 45-minute break and hang out with your friends. and Which is awesome. Yeah, it's really wonderful. And, um, and of course, I mean, where else are you going to see all the scenery all over the country in just a few days? And True. Um, so that's been, that's been uh, uh, really a blessing and... And uh, awesome. it's a great perk of the job. So well, you I, I actually have a question for you <laughs> regarding, so you four years in the Army. Yeah. Thank you for your service, first and foremost. Keep and, freedom uh, alive, man. So when you served the four years, you're yeah. out of the military now. You're uh-huh. transitioning back into civilian life. Yeah. You decide uh-huh. to get into trucking. Yeah. How hard is it now knowing that you've served the four years, you're at home, and now you're traveling all over the country? Is it hard for you as a mom to know that if you've missed any time with the children growing up that you've not been there and then to have to go out now and FaceTime with your kids I mean how do you juggle that for people out there wondering how if if they would like to get into trucking yeah how you made it and what advice you could give other moms and people out there well um 
like I said, you can you can keep in touch. <clears throat> you know, you can keep in touch every day. Um, uh, so it, I mean, it is difficult. I mean, I actually, um, <laughs> it was a little harder on me than my kids. I kept asking them, you know, the days were coming where I was going to, you know, start being on the road. And I kept asking my 14 year old daughter, I'm like, you know, you guys going to be okay. I'm going to be gone everything. And, and I kept asking, I kept asking. And she finally was like, mom, we're going to be fine. Are you going to be okay being away from us? And then I had to realize, like, okay, this is really harder for me than for them. For them. But, um, you know, children are resilient. Sure. They are. They can, you know, we need to give them a little more credit. Um, I mean, uh, they, they can handle it. Sure. You know, and, and uh, you know, I guess my advice would be um, continue to communicate every day as much as you can, ask about what's going on in their lives, follow up about, you know, situations going on in their lives, you know, how was the game and how's it going, you know, specific questions and, and listen. And uh, then when you do get home, then make it quality time. Right. You know? So that's and, one of the things I want to ask you. Yeah. So a typical driver, yeah. spend a week, two weeks, you come home, you've got a day or two. Yeah, you're you're in the mentality of of crazy cars, customers, life happens out all over the country, and yeah. you're having to go back in and flip the switch just to be a mom mm -hmm. and catch up on all the stories, the homework, the sports, the recitals. Yeah, you know, how do you do that? Um, <clears throat> patience and grace. Yeah, <laughs> um, you just like I said, you got to focus on quality time and really give them your attention right. when you're home and be a good listener. Uh, listening is a skill, you know, and that True you have statement. to, yeah. And it's not just, you know, sound going into your ear. It's, you know, eye contact and, and engaging in the conversation. And, and of course, you know, being there for what you can, um, you know, once again, I have a, my kids are military kids. Like this has been their whole life that, yeah. that one parent is gone hard at work and right. the other one's holding things down at home. That's all my kids have ever known. Right. Um, so, you know, this wasn't a transition for them. Just the transition was mom's gone now instead of dad. Um, so, but I guess, like I said, kids are resilient, you know. I mean, everything's new for kids, right? right. And uh, their normal is their normal. And, um, you know, they'll be okay. They'll yep. be all right. And, uh, um, you know... Just make your time count when you're home, and, and um, the kids are going to be okay. You know, they yeah. will. So you touched on something <clears throat> earlier, and we kind of just glossed over it, <laughs> but you intrigued me. Um, you spoke about a platoon romance. Yeah. So you met your husband. Y'all were deployed? Yeah. So I joined the Army um, uh, in August of 2001 which is, of course, a month before uh, September 11th, 2001. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a major transition. I mean, I went into the military. Um, I got um, – uh, I knew I was going to be stationed in Germany, which I was really excited about. Um, and so I was of the mentality of, like, all right, this is cool. I'll get some money for college, you know, and I'll go travel around Europe. It's going to be great. <laughs> and, uh, and then 9-11 happened. And, you know, in addition to my, uh, you know, army financed uh, plane ticket to Germany, I also got to go to Kuwait in Iraq and even a week in 
uh, Cutter. So um, uh, where were we going with this? Um, Your platoon romance. Platoon romance. And uh, so I tell you something, nothing's going to bond you together as, you know, a couple than a deployment experience. Okay? Like, that's something you got. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, for us, I mean, we were the first wave out there. I did my deployment uh, 2003 to 2004. Uh, We had scheduled for 12 months, got extended to what was it, 16 months um, or 15 months. Um, So there were actually a lot of couples that came out of that deployment from our battalion. Um, I mean, that's just what happens. It's, you know, uh, females are about 10% of the military. And so there's a little phrase uh, when you get deployed that you're queen for a year. Um, you know, all the ladies are going to get, um, attention. Uh, so, um, (laughs) that's just what happens. And so it eventually, so there was a lot of, lot of couples that got together and got married. And then, um, it was kind of interesting because from our first deployment, uh, I was with the 141st signal battalion supporting uh, first armor division. We were out of East in Germany and, um, they're now actually based uh, in Fort Bliss in El Paso, where I live ah, now. That's awesome. So I've been loyal to First Armor Division um, uh, for quite some time. But, um, uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of people paired off. We got married. And some of them, um, you know, the and, and, you know, first comes love, then comes marriage. And so then the babies came. <laughs> the um, baby carriage. Yep. <laughs> And so then our husbands deployed on a second deployment, and we were all kind of still in the loop. So it was <laughs> it was interesting. People we still knew quite a quite a few of the uh, service members. So um, yeah, that's um, that's just kind of inevitable. And, and especially, like I said, we were the first wave out there in two thousand three, and so we got um, we actually convoyed from Kuwait to Baghdad. We drove all through. That was the oh, time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I went up there right about the same time as Jessica Lynch, if you guys remember that I whole do. story. I do remember. Um, so that was really raw, and we were just the first ones out there. And so it was especially, I mean, you know, every deployment has, of course, combat and danger and stuff, but we right. were really breaking the mold. We were the first ones out there. I mean, uh, I was at a lot of bases where they didn't have the bathrooms and the showers set up yet and the defects set up. I mean, it was just like raw sand and Humvees, bottles of water and MREs, you know, which are the, the meals ready packaged <laughs> meals. Yeah. Um, in the military. And so, um, like I said, that's really gonna not only bond you together as this, this unique shared experience, you know, as a platoon, but but if you carry that into a you know forty year marriage, I mean, it can be pretty rock solid, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So yeah. And then he served. You did you say ten years? He did ten years. Uh, he did a total of three deployments, um, and uh, he saw some combat, um, and it affected him. Um, so that's something that that we dealt with. Um, you know, we we definitely went down that PTSD road, and uh, it's a tough one. You know, that's why I really want to recognize the family members as well as the service members, because that is your life too. 
you know, and you deal with that. Um, it's it's the whole family. It's the military family, you know, supporting that that service member that works so hard. And um, so, yeah, I can get, it'll try your marriage. I mean, that's for sure, you know, and um, lots of challenges. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For better or worse, and for richer or for poorer. <sighs> you know. Sickness if, and in health. If you're going to take those vows seriously, you know, nobody said it would be easy. Um, and unfortunately, there's lots of um, lots of marriages that don't don't make it through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, that's what happens. Um, so you know, got to be tough. You know, you got to be tough to put up with that drill sergeant and that first sergeant and and all of the combat experiences. And you got to be tough to be the spouse um, of a military member. Yeah. So I, I often say that, um, cause I'm a spouse of a military member and I always say that, yeah, he woke up for 20 years and served in the, in the air force, mm-hmm. but so did I. Yeah, for sure. And life for the spouse doesn't begin until after the military career is over, right? Because as a spouse, um, when it's time to move, because they said so, mm-hmm. we got to pick pick up and go try to make a home in the next location. And then when it's time to go again, you got to pick up again and you got to make a home at the next location. Mm-hmm. And there's never time for you as the spouse just to make a career for yourself yeah. because it's always unsure when you got to go. So I always, always say, yeah, he he went, but I served too. Absolutely. I just didn't walk in in the uniform. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a it's a um, it's a it's a tough thing. So, you know, when we made the trucks, um, the first one we made that truck that Chris drives um, is a dedication to all of the military that served um, all of the veterans. The second truck came out, and that's Rick's truck, and that was made for, it was a memorial truck to remember those who served and gave the ultimate um, sacrifice for our country. And then the third truck came, and what could you possibly do for the third truck, right? Well, it's the families. Mm -hmm. It's who's waiting to welcome those families home, right? Because they serve as well. So that was the inspiration behind um, all the three trucks. And so hearing your story, you were the perfect person (laughs) for that particular truck. It was like that truck was made for you Um, because you were able to serve in both and not only serve in the service, but then serve as the the spouse. But then you had to encounter great difficulty of having to deal with the PTSD and all of that that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm so glad that we chose you for that truck. It makes me so happy um, (laughs) and proud to see you in that truck. But I also know, um, I also know that um, I wanted to get to some other topics for you um, because you were (coughs) awarded for so many things. Um, (laughs) And um, the one that I that I heard uh, just briefly about um, uh, through El Paso, and it was Ivan that had told us, was that you were one of the ten um, finalists, top ten, top finalists? ten, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's that incredible. was for the transition trucking award. Yeah, which is also a uh, for veterans. So that's not just for night. That's industry wide. Um, and uh, you know, they found out I was a veteran, so I got interviewed for that. Um, and kind of told them a similar story, and that was uh, they the big prize for that they give away. It's a Kenworth, uh, brand new Kenworth truck. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, so you would own that. And so, uh, yeah, that was um, for people who were new, like within a year, getting into the, the trucking industry and just kind of to um, encourage veterans, you know, um, that this is a great, a great career for, uh, for prior service, you know, for right. military veterans. Um so yeah, I was I was really um, I, I once again was honored to be to be in that crowd uh, for the top ten for that and they uh, the ceremony for that was Washington D.C. Uh, for the finalists of that and I, I need to follow up and see who uh, um, uh, who actually won that uh, I know I didn't I followed up and saw who the top three were and those were the ones that go to the D.C. ceremony and they um, they announced that but it's just another. It's another program, you know, to um, to honor veterans and and give them that recognition. And so, how and, did you get uh, how did you get nominated? I had a friend at night who was also he was in the National Guard, and um, and he they had asked they were looking for for veterans for this to nominate, and he's like, oh well, I know somebody, and so. Um, so I, I kind of joke with him. I'm like, you know, you're kind of half the reason why I got this truck because <laughs> I think maybe that got me noticed uh, for for now this uh, for the Fleet of Heroes truck. Uh, so it all it all kind of um, you know all those puzzle pieces fell into place. And yeah. um, so I just feel really I feel really fortunate, and I know that this being the driver of this Fleet of Heroes truck is um, it's an honor and it's a responsibility. Um, uh, you know, it's a conversation piece for sure. And, uh, people tell me their stories. Um, and there's a lot more veterans out there than you might think. Um, you know, we don't all wear that hat all the time. You know, you don't know. We just blend in and, um, uh, not dressed in uniform. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not so much anymore. So So my question is, what was it like? to know that you're the ambassador when you got chosen to get this truck from night yeah. to represent, you know, the questions yeah. they're going to knock on your door at truck mm-hmm. stops. There's going to be lots of comments. Yeah. What was going through your mind when you, you got chosen to yeah. be the ambassador for this truck? How did you feel? What were the emotions? Wow. Well, um, I knew I was going to get a lot of attention. <laughs> um, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stranger to, uh, you know, uh, I've done some theater stuff, just amateur uh, theater, and I'm not uh, I'm not afraid to get up to the microphone. You know, I've done some speeches here and there, and some talks, and in uh, church in different places. And so I'm not uh, I'm not camera shy. <laughs> I don't have the stage fright. Um, I'm one of those people that uh, um, I get a lot of energy from the attention. I I. Right. I have to admit, I do enjoy it, and so, <laughs> um, so I don't mind it. I, you know, I enjoy having conversations with people, and sometimes I, have, <clears throat> I, I have to kind of, you know, you have your long, hard fourteen-hour days, and you're tired, and you get up in the morning, and and I have to kind of remind myself, like, 
you're the Fleet of Heroes driver, okay? So you got to be in a good mood. You got to have that smile on your face. And, um, um, but it, it's a pleasure. And I, I was, um, I don't know, it was a little overwhelming at first, you know, but now this is just, this is how my life is. And I, like I said, people just open up to you like right away, you know, and, and either they're a veteran themselves or um, everybody, and everybody knows somebody. Oh, my dad was in the service, my sure. brother, my uncle, you know, and what have you. I just had somebody, um, uh, I was dropping off and emptying. He was sitting there waiting to pick it up. And uh, and he told me about his grandfather was a World War One veteran. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And he, I mean, he said he's since passed away. I was like, wow, he must be like. 115 or something but um uh so i'm everybody's got a story everybody's connected to the military uh in some way um and it's just um and i've really enjoyed telling people's stories i just had somebody the other day in the denver yard oh yeah i was in the marines and where did he say he served he told me he got shot five times (gasps) he showed me a, a wounded the scar on his arm my God. And uh, and he just kept on going and, you know, got patched up and right back to service. And I'm just like, wow, man. And and then we were in the terminal and he walked in and I, you know, and I'm wearing my shirt and, you know, like I said, conversation starter. And, Instant. And yeah, and we were talking and he walks in. I said, hey, here's another American hero. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and you know, that's how veterans are. They're, they're, they're humble. You know, they brush it off. And I'm like, no, man, like, let us recognize you. For sure. You know? For sure. And so I, I hopefully can be one more person. Like, no, you deserve to have a little bit of attention, you know, yeah. and, and be proud of it. And, and um, um, so it's it's really been wonderful, you know. Um, uh, so it's, it's people from night and then also others. And, of course, I get people taking pictures of the truck, you know, and, and that's what it's there for. Right. You know, I remember, um, gosh, when I first started out at night in the El Paso yard, um, and Chris rolled up in his fleet of heroes truck and I was thrilled, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Like, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, it's here. And, and uh, I was really excited about it. And, uh, my son was there. I had my uh, younger son with me. And I'm like, let's go take a look. And, um, you know, we talked to Chris. He gave us a pin. And and, uh, and so, I mean, it's I think it's just, uh, I mean, that's it's such a treat to go from, from that to, yeah. And people ask me, how did I get picked for this? Um, and I just kind of say, well, I, you know, right place, right time. And, <laughs> and this is, you know, I tried to tell them, I said, I've had that unique experience of being, you know, the service member and the spouse. And, um, gosh, I, I, <laughs> I tell you, I you know, I've been through 15 years of very challenging times, you know, both in the service and then being there for my husband. There was, we went, like I said, we went through a lot with the PTSD, a lot. A is lot. He, is he better it's now? Not easy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, you know, lots of therapy and a lot of. You kind of learn. Learn what what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you do what works and you don't do, do what, what doesn't, doesn't work, and you got to kind of be at peace with that. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
we cannot go to a crowded place indoors where it's loud and noisy and we don't, you know, we can't see the exits, like stuff like that. I just have had to accept like, that's just, that's what we do. How it is, you know, mm -hmm. like this is, and you focus, like I said, you focus on what you can do, not on what you can't do. Um, so yeah, that's how, you know, and other dri night drivers ask me like, man, how'd you get picked for this? Like, I want one of these trucks, you know, like I was a veteran. I deserve this too. And, um, um, so, but I do say, you know, my little catchphrase for the truck is this one's for the families. That's right. You know, and this it's one's for the families. And, um, you know, it's got that magic moment on there, that reunion moment. That's the, there's nothing better for a military, Man. for a military family. There is absolutely no better feeling yeah. than to see that military member come home and come running and, and a little kid yeah. come running into their arms. There is nothing better. Yeah. Nothing on this earth yeah. is better than that moment. It's such a special day. It is. It's such a special day, just full of emotion and, um, uh, you know, if you've, or the soldier that gets to hold the baby for the very first time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's depicted on your truck like that. Yeah. Those were, those were wonderful moments. Well, I right. don't think they could have picked a better representative. <laughs> for sure. For no, so, for sure. Good job, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know, and that's, I am, uh, you know, I am the representative. Like you said, it's not just me. It's, it's for everybody. It's for all the families, you know, and I like even how there's, there's an image of just a soldier and his dog. Because, because they're important too. Absolutely. Some people, that that's your family. Not everybody's got a wife or a husband and kids. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, man, I can't wait to get home to to Rex. And, and of <coughs> course, the dog's going to remember you too. And that's 100%. just as much of, of the moment for them, you know. And what, whatever whatever your family is, you know, it's it's all the same same feeling, yeah. you know. So <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, so for, for our audience, um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see the fleet of heroes, um, celebration for when we actually gave Marsha the truck. If so, you can, if you, if not, you can check it out on YouTube, but, um, in this link, um, in our comments of this video, we're also going to post post uh, post pictures, sorry, post pictures of her truck so that you can see both sides of the different images that we're referring to during the conversation. I did want to say one more thing though, because we were talking about fleet of heroes and it's just, and everybody's like, well, it's fleet of heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, here at night we now have a, a fleet of trucks. There's only three right now, but we're, we're getting them out. We started it last year. Um, we did one on, on, um, oh no, we didn't. We started the year before, huh? The year before we did one on, um, Veterans Day. The second one came out for Memorial Day, which ended up being released in July because of the whole COVID. And then the hers was released on Veterans Day. The goal is to try to get two trucks a year always Memorial Day and always Veterans Day. So be looking forward to those new trucks. But every one of those trucks will say Fleet of Heroes somewhere on the cab. And then at the bottom, it the it's one of my favorite sayings. It says, um, 
We served America then. We serve America now. Mm-hmm. And every one of those trucks will have that because it's true. Mm-hmm. Right? So. And that all that all hit home in 2020 here where, you know, who were the ones delivering your toilet paper <laughs> and your hand sanitizer and all your food? We didn't stop. Right? We did not stop. And you got a pin. Yeah. How about sure that? <laughs> so we're, we're, we're proud to, um, you know, like all, I'm sure all the, the, the drivers and everybody in the, everybody in the transportation industry, well, I just was doing my job, but it's nice, you know, like, yeah, we were there for you guys, you know, us and, and of course all the, all the medical workers and everybody involved in getting all those food and supplies you people. know, to the people. So it's yeah. it's uh, it's good to recognize everybody that's soldiers through. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, man, what a year. Oh, man. So, oh, did you see what time it is? I know what time it is. Oh, the my. question is, do you know what time it is? <laughs> One more story with Corey. OMG. And we love Corey. So we call it One More Story, Corey. One more story, Corey. Welcome to the show, Corey. I'm so excited to see you. Hi, Linda. Hi, how are you? Hi, Will. Hi, it's Corey. good to see you guys again. Good to see you as well, sir. I'm sorry I'm late, but I have a really good excuse. Oh, boy, here it, we it go. It better the be dog. ideas for a good story. I was shoveling sunshine. Okay, we'll accept that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And to, later this afternoon, I'm shopping for a sunshine blower. Is that I, what you I can were? give you a good lead that where yeah, I purchased sunshine mine. Blower. So. <laughs> so I thought we agreed on this show not to be partisan. What's with Rocky Top? Well, I'm not going to lie, Corey. As I'm soon as saying. I came in the studio today... I was outnumbered by Texas here to the side of me, <laughs> and I also had another individual that kept throwing Ohio State out there. So I, I was on an island by myself. <laughs> Will, Will, it's the Ohio State. The Ohio State. I'm gonna call it the. the okay, the. now I now I see why we got the Tennessee shirt. <laughs> <Right. today. laughs> it's really Texas. I mean, look at the color. There's a T, right? The burnt orange. Never Tennessee. I'm loyal. The Longhorns. Just exactly. Saying. Well, how have you guys been? <laughs> It's good. It's been a good week. How about you? Great. And I totally loved Marsha. Me too. Her story is amazing. Absolutely. I agree. And good energy. And very touching. I agree. Did you get to check out her truck? Oh, yes. Uh, the truck is amazing too. Yeah. The truck is, brings a lot of emotion just visualizing what it means for families to be reunited again. Yes. Um, so it was great. You know what? I think she's like a professional spokesperson, don't you think? You couldn't have picked a better person. Yeah, she's great. Um, but since our other episode where we talked about how great driving associates and truckers are on the road, especially as Good Samaritans, <laughs> I have a story. All right. One more story from Corey. You so, know, we really should have popcorn for this segment. Something. Right? Yeah, something to introduce him I'm coming just saying, in. Like, why? Next time we need a bucket of popcorn. Yeah. We can just sit I here I actually like those $10 bags that you can get right oh, from at the, the movie. movies. Kind of like I what agree. the, yeah, the uh, employees get rid of at All the I, end of the night of the movies or a fresh one? No, fr- you go buy one. them. Oh, you, you can buy it. Yeah. Where are you under a rock? Well, I got friends. I can get the hookup for free. Yeah. I mean, anything. You to... go to the Harkins, you buy them. It's a big bag. You got That's a big awesome. bag coming next week. 
Oh, Perfect. I'm just saying, we cannot eat just regular popcorn. You can't. It's got to be movie has to be theater. after the show, but though. I'm this sure this one, you might also need not only a bag of popcorn, you might need a handkerchief. Oh, boy. This is a great story. <laughs> okay. And so, and I want to share it from the actual words of the person that was helped by a trucker along the side of the road. Oh. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, cool. can't wait. Okay. All right. Let's play the audio. I just wanted to call. Um, I was traveling um, to Denver, Colorado from my home on southbound I-25, and a my tire blew out, and I had my um, daughter, who my 8-year-old daughter, who is in a wheelchair um, with me. We were actually on our way to another doctor's appointment, and... I was on the side of the road for about an hour, and nobody stopped, and then this nice young gentleman driving one of your trucks, and I'm, I didn't get his name, but he, um, I do have his license plate number and the number that was on the front of his truck, and I just wanted to let you guys know that he was so amazing and how much I appreciated his act of kindness, because, you know, it's hotter than heck, and like I said, we were stuck there for about an hour before he finally came along. So I really, really appreciate it. If you could just let him know how much we appreciate him, um, I would be grateful. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That's Isn't cool. that a great story, a real-life story of how drivers can really impact a person's life? I loved how the fact that that driver um, didn't even – want or need to be recognized absolutely because it wasn't about the recognition it wasn't about the recognition it was about helping others along the road and 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 i think that that is a good symbol for all of our driving associates out there on the road absolutely yep. but i thought you'd enjoy hearing that and so i brought that and thanks for letting me come on and do one more story Corey. absolutely Thank you. Corey. that was great absolutely it was so touching too and and that you had the recording so that you could hear it from them was even better. You know, I bet you there's um, hundreds of those stories out there where people <clears throat> are helped by driving associates. So if if you've had a story or had an experience like that, we'll reach out to all of our followers and have them send those in. We'd yeah, be for happy sure. To, to highlight them and at Beyond the Rig at nighttrans.com. Thanks, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. Bye, Corey. Corey. Thank you. Wow, that was definitely an interesting story from Corey. Always. He never, never, never. Um, they never get old. No. I've heard them a hundred times, and it's just like hearing it for the first time <laughs> every time. <laughs> I agree. He's the best. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Marcia, I have just a few more questions for you. Sure. You know, uh, being a female and more or less a totally dominated male industry from mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what females make up around five to 6% yes. of truck drivers. Mm -hmm. So you have a very strong personality <laughs> and uh, I think that you do very well yeah. and ha would have no problems with this, but there may be some out there that uh, are a little timid, a little shy yeah. of uh, being in a totally male dominant industry. Mm -hmm. How do you handle it? And what would you tell other yeah. that are looking to get into the... Because we need more. 
We yeah. do. We desperately need more. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I do have to admit, uh, making the transition, you know, I was in the military and then I was a stay-at-home mom for several years, you know, a good decade. Um, so it was a big transition for me. Um, and actually driving a truck is something I've thought about doing for many, many years. But, you know, I that held me back a little bit where it's like, well especially when I was young, it's just like, oh, well, that's not for me because I'm not a guy, you know? And, and unfortunately that, you know, that was the perception in my mind. And, but now that, you know, I was looking to get back into, into the workforce and I just knew I wanted to, um, I'll tell you a little bit about my story. I, I ended up, I was, I was starting to look for jobs. I ended up at a job fair, um, in a shopping center, uh, (laughs) I am a woman. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a trucking company there from El Paso. Um, and I was like, oh, should I go talk to them? And so I just, I started talking to the guy. I'm like, yeah, do you have any female drivers? He's like, yeah, there's females that are, that are, that are truck drivers. And I was very fortunate that another female driver just happened to, to be walking up and was there at the same time. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm a driver. And she'd been driving for like six six years. So I got to pick her brain a little bit. I said, okay, tell me, you know, what's it like as a female and all this stuff? She's like, it's like any other job, you know, you show up, you do your job, it's fine. You know, there's not like, it's really not a big deal. Like it's, and so I would say if you are a female and you're considering like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a truck driver. I want to do that. But gosh, I just don't know. Like, let me assure you, it's really not an issue. Like your gender is really not an issue. It really, it really isn't, you know, like that's, you have that maybe in your mind. And, and, you know, I, I, um, there was, there was one incident a few months ago and I was, um, I was getting unloaded, um, at a warehouse and, uh, the gentleman that was there, you know, uh, with the truck that worked for there, he's like, Hey, Hey, I got somebody I want to talk to you. And it was another, it was a lady that worked there. And she's like, Hey, I've been thinking about being a driver. And I was kind of able to give that forward. Then I said, you should do it, you know? And, um, uh, I said, yeah, like it's, you know, it's a job, you know, you go to training, you get your certification and you show up and you do your job. How's it different from anything else? You know, women are in every other industry. Um, I said, and, and she gave the classic story. She had, you know, her family, uncle, father, no, 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 I'm not going to have my daughter be a truck driver, (laughs) you know, like you need to, you need to get that out of your mind because it's just not a thing anymore. It's, you know, it's 2021. Um, we girls can do anything (laughs) and, um, um, you, you know, and so I, I have experienced that nervousness and, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like and everything. And sincerely, it's really not an issue. You show up, you do your job, um, and 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 really, other drivers out there, um, everybody that I've encountered, they're friendly and they're helpful. Now, some people have said, "Well, yeah, everybody's nice to you, Marsha, because you're nice to everybody else." And <laughs> um, and you know, I like to smile. That's part and, of it. Yeah, and um, and but I really haven't encountered any anybody being rude or whatever. Well, I, I have had a couple people, um, and they're usually like, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of international people in, in the industry. I've met 
uh, Russian Russian people. I've met people from India that are drivers. Uh, you know, people from Mexico, whether they're first generation uh, immigrants or just one or two generations. And there have been a couple who are like, you, you are the driver. <laughs> yes, I am. I am the driver. You know, and so there's still some. So, so yeah, we're there's still some people who are taken aback a little bit, or like, oh, the old school mentality. Yeah, yeah. That there's still some of that, but um, but really, but then they're just <clears throat> impressed. Like, oh yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great, you know. And and there's nobody that that's like, well, you shouldn't be doing this because you're a woman, you know. That's just not a thing anymore. And Good. so just do it, you know, get out there. And and um, and uh, if if this is the job that you feel like you want to be doing, just do it, do it you know, just do it. Don't, don't, um, you know, you drive with your hands, not anything else, okay? So you don't need to be a man. <laughs> um, it's just not, it's just not an issue, so. Perfect. Yeah. So we are creating the Beyond the Rig pin. Yeah, that'll be um, awesome. And we'll make sure to get one sent over to the terminal for you for being a, a guest. But okay. if there's anybody out there um, interested and would love a pen, send us uh, your contact information. You can email us at beyondtherig at nighttrans.com, and we'll make sure to get that over, uh, over to you. And as always, we want people to submit questions, concerns, topics, what you like, what you didn't like. And remember, we're trying to get the number of people up who like and appreciate our show and what we're bringing out there to the industry. Correct. Um, I wanted to give one one thing about the Knight does offer a military apprenticeship program, which is a little bit different. Actually, there's one big, huge difference. There's only two people in the industry that have it and both trade under the KNX um, umbrella. And that is, if you're going to go get your CDL, you can um, use your GI Bill. If you're military, a military veteran, you can use your GI Bill to in order to pay for the school. Well, as you know, as a GI, you then get paid your BH, BA, BAH, BA, yes, basic BAH. allowance housing. Basic allowance for housing. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. you, so you, you normally get paid that. Well, typically the way that it works is, say like you're from California and you want to come to our school here in Arizona. The way that happens is ordinarily you would have to take the BAH from Arizona. Well, California is much higher than it is in Arizona. We are approved. Like I said, there's only two companies in the industry, both trading under KNX. But we are approved that you can still take your school here and still get your BAH from wherever it is that you're from. Um, so you don't have to take the lesser of the BAH if that's, if that's an issue. But, yeah, we'll get you through there. We'll get you um, in school. They will pay you. We will pay you. And then to top it off, there is a cherry on top. GI Bill has paid for your schooling. You now work for night transportation. We will pay you $35 a week to repay you for what you spent in your GI Bill. Mm -hmm. So no long-term contract. No. Getting paid to work in a great company and a great industry. And you get to double dip because we're going to pay you while you're training, and then the military is going to pay you the BHS but, or BHA. So right. BAH. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. So how great so how great is that? Wonderful. All right. 
Well, Marsha, again, I want to say thank you for um, for coming on. Yeah, we it's really, a really appreciate it. I always enjoy listening to your stories. Um, <laughs> I know at your truck presentation, you had me in tears. So uh, <laughs> uh, thank you again for coming on. And I just want to remind everybody to follow us on. Gosh, where are we? We're on YouTube, Lots Instagram. Um, we are on Facebook. All the it's old all familiar places. Beyond the Rig. <laughs> and, of course, email Beyond the Rig at nighttrans.com. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 10-10 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.